Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. Baguettes used to be six feet long. A six-foot baguette. People were intimidated by our power. As the story so often goes, they had to cut us down. They had to limit us. They couldn't handle our full glory. And so now we've become sort of stunted. Well, I did want to talk to you about your shape, which feels like a, a weird place to start. No, but... I understand. This is the first thing you notice. The first thing you notice is my extremely evocative shape. I get it. An entire lifetime of being this shape has taught me as much. I am a, a sort of long, oblong kind of shape. A, a sort of log shape, maybe. All right, a kind of phallic shape, right? Everything that man creates kind of has this sort of phallic slant to it. I, too, embody that, I think. And there is a little missing from me, but we can get into that. I'm Jess, and I'm a baguette. Do, do you remember being dough? It's hazy. It's hazy. I remember a big glass bowl. Mm -hmm. I remember waiting and like feeling, you know, full of potential. What's it like being needed? What is it like being needed? I mean, to feel a human touch for the first time and like human touch with intention. It's just so amazing to think that at some point, you know, somebody cared so much about me that they were like, I am going to create you. I'm going to bring you into creation. I am going to breathe life into you via my knuckles. It's like being needed made you feel needed. It did. It did. What is that, a homophone, a homonym? I don't know. That's good. I, I agree with that. Um. Well, let me ask you a little bit about uh, just your life right now. So where where is home? Where, where are you living? Well, a baguette's life can be very exciting. You know, once I exited the oven, I was in a beautiful bakery amongst all my fellow baguettes. Mm -hmm. All of us just, you know, waiting to see what would happen next. Um, and I was selected by a beautiful young woman, and she put me in a basket and brought me to the park. I'm picturing a, a picnic kind of wicker yeah. picnic ba very basket. Very classic picnic wicker basket with yep. me poking out the back. Just People are so charmed when they see that, you yeah. know, a wicker basket with a baguette coming yeah, out. I do a lot. I do a lot. Yeah. You know, rubbing shoulders with grapes and cheeses and a bottle of wine. This is a very classic picnic. It's about chosen family leaving behind the familiarity of the bakery and all of my baguettes that were very similar to me and 
becoming an integrated part of a whole new dynamic. It's nice. It was. It was really, really nice. It was. And then we were at the picnic. We were all laid out, me, the grapes, the cheeses, the wine on a blanket. The young woman who had picked us was with a young man. And then she was crying. And we all went back into the basket. And I was like, I don't understand what's happening. I feel like we're not done yet. Yeah. I'm not done yet. So why does it seem like you're done with me? I will say I haven't seen that young man again. I've been sitting here on this kitchen counter, kind of watching and waiting. The young woman comes in. She sends a lot of texts. Right. She's picked at me a little bit. Bread can be very comforting to somebody who's in distress. Sure, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, but but not a lot. And so there's still a lot of me left. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of think I'm not as good as I was before. That's such a hard place to be. Yeah, it is hard, literally. I've been here a few days, which is long, really long for a baguette. I The ideal baguette lifetime is maybe one or two days, maybe one and a half. So I'm an elder baguette at this point. Have you ever been upside down? Have you ever been? No, no, no. There's this superstition about baguettes, which I didn't, um, I didn't know about. I think this is mostly in France, but uh, they never set a baguette upside down. Mm-hmm. And the origin of this goes back to the Middle Ages when executioners, mm-hmm. I guess, were kind of like an honored part of society. And executioners got free bread. Bakers would leave out bread for the executioners to just take, and they would leave it upside down so that nobody else would touch it. And when the executioner came in, he just knew, I grabbed the upside down bread. And so now there's, you know, there's an association between upside down bread and um, a bringer of death in France. You know what's interesting is I'm, I don't care for the French. That is, that is. Yeah. And it's complicated, as you can imagine. Yeah. I mean, that is the origin of a baguette. It's complicated for me. It's, it's also amazing in such a short life to develop such a strong prejudice. I just don't like their vibe. Okay. It doesn't really go deeper than that. I will say I did not know that superstition. But the idea of an upside-down baguette disturbs me to my core. Mm -hmm. To me, it really evokes a turtle being put on its back. Right. Or like a cockroach or something, a beetle that can't turn itself right again. Yeah. And I just think about how helpless I would feel if I were put on my back like that. Because I can't right myself. That's not the way I should be. Yeah. There is one good thing about that story. Mm-hmm. And that is free bread. Good afternoon, Lawrence Cafe. Hi, I'm calling for Adam or Luke. Just a moment. Thank you. 
excellent service and food. Norman and Patty are no longer with us, and they are missed very much. But the entire crew of... Lambert's Cafe, this is Adam. Hey, Adam, this is Ian. I think my friend Eva let you know I'd be calling. About what? About the throwed rolls. Okay. Uh, did you not talk to Eva? or? I think it was Luke. I can get him real fast. Okay, sounds good. All right, hold on. Calling Lambert's Cafe, the only home of throwed rolls. We appreciate your patience while on hold and would like to let... Lambert's Cafe in Sykes, Missouri. It's Luke. How may I help you? Hi, Luke. My name's Ian. I think Eva let you know I'd be calling. Um, yes, yes. Are you the uh, guys from New York? <laughs> yeah, that's us. Okay. That's us. <laughs> so Eva, my friend, told me that she and her husband, Will, were driving through Missouri, and they kept seeing these signs for Lambert's Cafe that said, Home of the Throwed Rolls. Do I have that right? Yes, sir. We have them all up and down the interstate. Okay. So even Will thought that throwed roll was some way of making bread, but I take it they did not have that right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we actually we actually throw the bread to our customers um, out on the floor. <laughs> okay. Uh, how did that start? So it, you know, it's been a while ago. Our original founder's son, his name was Norman Lambert, and he was actually passing out extra rolls in the cafe one day and it was kind of crowded Sunday afternoon busy after church and and the guy was in the back and he said hey man just throw the dang thing so he did <laughs> and then everybody else kind of took on and that's how that's how it all started that's how it began all right I, I've never been to a Lambert's but I'm picturing just chaos absolutely yeah we see we see about <laughs> you know 3,000 people today a day on a busy day so wow yeah, we're, we're pretty busy sometimes yep so how many how many rolls are in the air at the same time? Usually, well, we have two. We have a roll thrower per each side. Um, so we see 520 people per side of the dining room. We have two dining rooms. And um, so, so we have both of them going out about every five, six minutes with about five or six dozen rolls apiece. So they're just kind of, the whole time, they're just, they come out, they throw the rolls, come back, get more. Um, we come out there and we sling them. Okay, so you said... The person that throws the roll is called a roll thrower, I guess. They're a roll thrower, yes. That's that's their job title. They're, that's all they do, just throw the rolls, yep. So, like, you will be hiring, and it'll say roll thrower. Sure. Well, we hire at, we hire in at um, positions that are a little lower than that. It's kind of a, a little more of a touted position. You know, we start out a little bit lower than that, and you kind of work your way up to being a roll thrower. Ha- have you ever – so what? what's your job at, at Lambert's? Uh, I'm a manager here. Did you so? Did you get to be a roll thrower at some point? I did. I threw rolls for about two years. Yes, sir. I did. Were you nervous the first time you absolutely, absolutely? (laughs) My knees were shaking. Sure, yeah. It's almost like walking on stage at a concert. You know, you are the entertainment. Has anybody in in your time there? Have you ever seen anybody kind of not be able to cut it as a thrower? Yeah, yeah. We, (laughs) yeah, we have. You know. Sometimes that does happen, and, and, you know, we just kind of have to let them know that. And normally they, you know, they take it pretty well, or they really, really try to get better, you know, um, and step up to the plate and do a little better. Some people are just more naturally gifted than others uh, in that department. What happens when a roll lands on the floor? We sweep it up and throw it the next day. No, I'm (laughs) kidding. I'm kidding. No, we, we just sweep them up and throw them away. Thank you.
Well, Jess, so you're sitting on this counter Mm -hmm. in the home of this woman who it sounds like was just broken up, just had a breakup. Yeah, I try not to get too involved in human machinations, but I guess broken up with is what happened to this young woman. I don't really relate to that because to me, getting broken up means you're going to get broken and shared. That's a positive thing to me. But I'm, I understand it is not so positive for her. But I also don't really understand what the problem is. Like her body is just fine. It's she, like truly all one piece. She's not been bro- literally broken up. No, I don't get that at all. So for you, if I were to say in your community, if I were to say to you, I heard you were going through a breakup. I hope to be going through a breakup. Yeah. Would love to be broken up and fed to ducks. I imagine having experienced baguettes when they are a few days old, Mm -hmm. I imagine the little, the bit she's taking from you at this point, I imagine you're leaving crumbs. Yes, I am here kind of in a pool of my own crumbs. It's embarrassing, if I'm honest. This is really not me at my best. Yeah. When I was at the picnic, I saw on a branch an inchworm that, similar to me, was long and oblong in shape, Mm -hmm. but was moving, inching forward on the branch. And it got me thinking that if I could do that, Inch along. Inch along and go where I pleased. And even if not inching, maybe rolling, you know, like a log. Yeah. Where would I go? It's a big world out there for a baguette. I think that maybe, especially in that moment at the picnic, I would have liked to see who else was there at the park. Mm -hmm. There were some families, some kids playing, some people teenagers smoking weed next to a tree other people who might like to see a baguette maybe a dog ooh dogs can't get enough of me you're sort of if i can say kind of a combination of two things dogs love which is food and sticks yes yes that is a very astute observation i'm picturing you just you know in the in the grass moving along like an inchworm, Mm -hmm. visiting each of these people. And each of them can take a little bite of me. Or they can take a little piece in a way that just hasn't been possible for me having to be right here. You get to the last person and you're you're just one more bite. Just one little boop at the end. Boop. Is there anything you would say to a younger loaf starting out or to your younger self? I think if I were to speak to my younger self, you know, as dough being rested or as a burgeoning bread in the oven, I would tell myself that this is not my fault and that I have really done everything I could do as a baguette. Things are out of our control sometimes. I want to say, too, I also don't think this is necessarily the end for me. I think there is great potential for me to undergo another transformation. I could become 
croutons. I could get pulverized and used to bread a filet of fish. I could become maybe like a bludgeoning object, a sort of blunt force trauma weapon, maybe. I could be like a, a walking stick for a very short person. Ooh, like a sword for a child. Right. Very yeah. child-friendly. I'm round on all edges. Mm-hmm. Or like a rolling pin. That could be interesting. That's kind yeah. of meta. Used to roll out the dough of something else. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Bringing, bringing new life by rolling out dough. Yeah, maybe there are some other things I could contribute. But I really... I really want to be a baguette. You know, I really want to do bread stuff. I mean, there's always there's always French toast. Which I should say, you know, French toast in French. Do they just call it toast? No. No, they it's uh I I don't speak French, so pardon my pronunciation, but uh it's pan perdu, which which I think just means lost bread. Well, number one, I feel very seen by that. I feel that's kind of what I am right now, is a lost bread. And number two, I feel complicated that that concept was created by the French, who I, as I've said, have a prejudice against. Yeah. This is Everything is Alive. The show is produced by Jennifer Mills and me, Ian Chillog. Our editor is Hilary Frank. Additional production this week from Evil Walchover. Thanks, as always, to Emily Spivak. Jess the Baguette was played by Jess Tom. You can find them on Twitter at Jess Tom. That's J-E-S-T-O-M. And on Instagram at Jess the Kid. You can see their solo stand-up show, Less Lonely, as part of the New York Comedy Festival, November 9th at the Bell House in Brooklyn. Jess is a writer on HBO Max's Our Flag Means Death, and you can see them in the movie Crush on Hulu. A big thanks to Luke Hutchison, manager at Lambert's Cafe, for talking to us about throwed rolls. Lambert's has three locations. We are grateful to the reporting of Emily Jones, from whom we first learned about the upside-down baguette superstition. Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions. Everything is Alive is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX, Audrey Martovich, executive producer, and Yuri Lasordo, director of network operations. You can get in touch with us any number of ways and find Everything is Alive t-shirts at everythingisalive.com. We'll see you soon. Radiotopia from Peace.